There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the family with co-host Catherine Brandt, Hackmaster Ralph Roy Basham, MD, Alex Brandt-Bernard Rasmussen, and Andy Brandt-Bernard. And we'll be right back. Timmy Lammers will join us right after this nice. with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant walls Automotive group walls.com and doug sprinthal Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking, so when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle, It is, and it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Do, 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 do. We're rocking out, baby. With what? It's my cord to my headphones is like super <laughs> twisted and it keeps just uh, jumping at me and I hate it. 
Your cord jumps at you? It's like I need to, they need to be unplugged, and then it seems like they've been spun around a bunch, you know? Like the cord is all oh, twisted. Yeah. Did so you eat some weird mushrooms untwisted. today? I didn't. Ralph can tell, he can vouch for me. Look at this. Yeah, she, she, oh, Look it's, it's, this. It's, a hor- it's a horror. It's a horror. It's, it's a horror. It's the worst it, thing I've ever experienced. I mean, it's, it, it's oh, I, I, I can't how, believe it. I, mean, she's, I don't know how I put up with it. She's going to start spinning around. I probably will. We have Tim on the phone. Timmy Lammers, what's up? Hey, what's what's going on? I like that. Nice welcome. Hey, hey, <laughs> what's going? On? I heard you <laughs> Sylvester Stallone last week on the queue. Yeah, so I thought I talked little... like that. Uh, I did hear also uh, that you were thoroughly depressed by Nomadland. Oh my God, she is so good, and the movie is so good. <laughs> but Jesus, is that movie depressing? <laughs> Well, oh. I did note uh, in my review on the queue that it is a depressing movie. Um, yeah. I think, obviously, what really makes it so, though. I mean, you can be depressed by any movie, but it's just a movie. But here you've got these real-life people, and I don't want to give away too much, but there is a scene at the end where, uh. is it Bob Wells and Francis are talking? Yep. And he talks uh, about his uh, uh, family situation. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. If that doesn't rip mm-hmm. your heart out and, and somebody's stomping on it on the ground, I don't know what will. No, what an no incredible scene that was. What a powerful scene that was. But, yes. yeah, no yeah it's, it's a tough one to watch. But, you know, you have to admit, it's, it's nice to get a look at that part of America yeah. that it's, we don't yeah, generally Yeah, I, I read see. that. I read that book. I think the book is at, probably at least five years old. And as mm. I'm watching this, I'm like, I know this story. Why do I know this story? <laughs> yeah, there you oh, go. that's right. I read the book. Yeah, Should it's, I, it's uh... interesting because obviously there are familiar stories. There's another one. Obviously, we've got Nomadland, but then we have Land with Robin Wright uh, with somebody just detaching themselves from society. Uh, and that yeah. just came out a week after Nomadland. So it, it's weird. It's weird how that story is floating around there, but hits you hard every time. I think the great thing for me about Nomadland is from now on for the rest of our lives together, it's been 40 years on uh, December, I think September 3rd, we'll be together 40 years, and now I can make her cry at the drop of a hat. All I have to do is mention the woman who's dying in six or seven months and giving her stuff away. <laughs> oh, my God. Is this real Can't or is this in a show? It's in the movie Nomadland. Oh, okay. Well, it was yeah. interesting because some of the characters Ugh. that were in the movie were real nomads, but their stories were different. Yep. And right. honestly, they did an amazing job. Yep. They Isn't weren't that... like stilted and odd nope, or uncomfortable. No. And I really like the fact that because you never get to see real people unless, no, you, you know, ever. And everything <laughs> is celebrities now. It's harder to play yourself than people think, because all of a sudden oh, yeah. you're you're oh, within yeah. the confines of this this script, and yeah, people think no, no, I, you're right. I mean, it, it it felt incredibly real, and yes, Swanky is the character's name. She is indeed. Yes. Alive. So swanky. that's good. That's good to know. We love Swanky. But that story <laughs> with Bob Wells has to be true. Yeah, I think it is. Yep, yep. I think you're right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was a bit much. But it's a must-see. It's a must-see movie. Yeah, it is. Yep. 
Absolutely. She's in. Uh, Frances McDormand is a hell of an actor. No doubt about it. Because that was I story is you true. Or not when I said she goes for it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It was well worth. I had to watch it in two parts because we started it so late I had to go to bed. So I got up the next morning and right out of bed watched the last half hour, which first thing in the morning, it's a little depressing to carry around for the rest of the day. But, you know. Well, he barely made it through. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, was, he was like, why are we watching this? It's too sad. God, it's so sad. <laughs> But that, but a lot of the story was really true. The whole the gypsum yep. plant. The yep. what's the name of the town? Um, Empire. Oh, Empire. Empire. Empire is a real town that actually did happen. Uh, there is a whole community of nomads that after the um, the what was it? Which which crisis was it? The housing crisis. I think this was 2015? 2011, 2012. I don't know. Okay. So it was, what, it uh, was, yeah, it was the recession, um, and people lost their ho- their homes and their jobs and their pensions, and the stock market fell, and they didn't have anything left. And they're like, I'm not going to rebuild at 70 or 65. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not right. going to play this game anymore. So they just, they just travel around. Yeah, it, it's incredible. And, and with Frances, no vanity there. I mean, she... There's a no. thing where her tummy's rumbling, and yep. <laughs> she's got a bucket in <laughs> yeah, the... True. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, my God. And then there's another scene where she's just floating uh, in the river. You remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she uh, really went you know, for it. And she just goes for it every time. I mean, it just... Yeah. It, I, she is one of the most amazing actors ever. Just ever. She's one of the greatest. There's just no yep. question about it after seeing that. I mean, I loved her in Three Billboards and Fargo and all oh, that, yeah. but this one just catapulted her to a new level, I think. Yep, I agree. Terrific. Absolutely terrific. I don't think it's an Oscar nomination. Well, maybe for her, but I don't think the movie would. It's not splashy enough. And Right. You know what, though? I mean, the rumblings are it's going to be nominated for everything. Really? So because we'll it's see. Yeah, not I mean, political. the trends right now with, with all the other awards is that it's across the board. Oh, you know, okay. getting nominated. So, so I hope so. I hope it's at least. Yeah. You know, the, the director, the writing. I mean, the, the director actually wrote, adapted the screenplay, and she also edited the film. Well, a lot of <laughs> critics really hate it because it's focusing too much on the white Americans and not enough on the Mexicans. Oh. Oh, for the love of God. Yep, welcome to Critics. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did you just say? I said the Critics, it has a 52 on Metacritic. That's it? Well, basically all of the negative reviews are it's too many white people. Get rid of the white people. Well, there there really are white people. (laughs) In real life, they're white people. No, there aren't, Tom. Oh, God, I, I just... Can't people just you know, see stories for what they are? This is a story about humans. We're all humans. Yeah. Nope. For God's sakes, it's a compelling, real-life, human story. You know, that's a well, wonderful criticism uh, that it's it's too much about white people, but, you know, uh, so many of the movies have, because it's you know, a white majority in America, so many of those movies really have been uh, loved all over the world where people aren't white. Whether it's Africa, yes, South America, China, right. Japan, I mean, where, you know, th- they love those movies. So that's a that's sort of a false argument. 
they enjoy okay, that. Okay, so I have a question. Have, okay, here's my, here's my question for everybody. It's a two-part question. So the nomads in real life are pretty much all white people. Not, not, I don't know not, if that's true or not. It is, actually. It is. Most of them are white people. So white people are playing white people. But that's a problem because there's too many white people. And yet, when Hank Azaria does the voice of a black doctor on The Simpsons, he's got to be fired for that because you can't have a white guy playing a black guy. Well, you can't have it all. You can't have black people playing white nomads then, can you? Well, they just don't want white people at all in any yeah, role. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. You are the most well, childish, the disgusting people on director, writer, editor, Earth. Chloe Zhao from China certainly didn't have a problem with it. There you, well, there you go. Yeah. It's it's a real portrayal of that story. There are other stories about black families, black situations, Mexican situations, Chinese situations. That that yeah, you're not going to put white people in those roles. I mean, Andy Rooney ain't going to play the Asian guy. Was Andy Rooney did? Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. So you know we don't see that. So in those cases, yeah, they're going to be Chinese people. There going to be too many Chinese people in those movies when it's about a Chinese problem or Chinese situation. No. I mean, it's just too. No. No. I'm, Listen. I know it's exhausting, is what it is. I would never have gone to the movie if I had known Crazy Rich Asians was about Asians. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. You never would have. I'd have never. I'd have never gone to the movie. Yeah. These people, you're such candy asses. Oh, my God, people are such losers. And it's white people doing it to themselves. I don't hear, I literally never hear, you know, black people, brown people. I don't hear them talk about white people like that. It's only white people talking about lesser white people than them. Whiter, you're disgusting. No, they're whiter than them. Whiter, yeah, white, whiter yeah, than them. Whiter than them. Exactly. This is, is this ever going to end, or is this going to go on for the rest of history, Timmy? Is, is it ever going to yeah, end? I think it's just going to amp up and amp up and amp up. I, I don't think we've seen ah, the end of it. I God. honestly don't. Because everything, everybody has a problem with everything now. They have a problem with the Muppets, you know? What, what, what's the, there's, a, there's a precursor to the Muppets now? Yeah. About you might be offended by what they do? Yep, absolutely. You're going after puppets. What do you mean? going after puppets now. What do you mean the precursor to the Muppets? You're talking about the Saturday Night Live one? No, no, no. No, the, the, there's on the Muppet show. Tommy, you actually read this. That's the first I heard of it yesterday. You were reading the story mm-hmm. about right. there is a, um, what do you call it? Uh, disclaimer. Disclaimer, yes. Uh, about the Muppets on Disney Plus, right? Is that right? Tom? That's yes. correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what does it say? Something about some of the portrayals people may find offensive or something like that? They might find them offensive. It wasn't right then, and it's not right now. We just wanted to warn you. It's puppets. a puppet. They're puppets. <laughs> of okay. all different, you know, the count is purple, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Too many purple. The count is purple. Too many purple people in this. I, I, I just, just and nobody just... and there was never truly an explainer of what was offensive. It just no, uh, okay. they didn't explain that. I think that they're trying to just cover their ass for any potential blowback. Well, so do we I have can, to Tony, do we have Tony, to preface everything now by, by you might be offended by this with everything? It sounds like it, doesn't it? 
Well, we had uh, we had Tony Lisa yesterday. He hated the Muppets just because of their impression of the Swedish chef. I love it. It was too upsetting. <laughs> he couldn't watch. It was too upsetting. It disparaged Swedish people. It was For a too while, stereotypical. <laughs> For a while, anytime Dan would cook, I would. That's real nice. They might be offended uh, you know, by those two guys in the balcony. Maybe that's it. Yes. Yes, that exactly. Exactly. The, um, yeah, Disney has been being uh, targeted by social oh, activist oh, groups yeah. for quite some time. Yes, and they're running scared right now. Um, yep. They're changing a lot of the park rides and some of the music in there and they've um, been gone after for all of their different animations so they are making a lot of changes and it's going to i don't know what that's going to do to the brand it's going to generic it to a different level are they going to are they going to happen are they going to fix the uh, plywood animatics in small small world yeah they should they absolutely should it's very upsetting. I'm Those surprised they haven't so worn that right down, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is very, very true. Well, that's a celebration of different cultures. Well, you can't right? do that anymore. It's, it's stereotyping. Oh. You have to display oh. all humans as a gray blob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with gray no, blob. With, 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 the gray blob ride. No, I can't wait. With no unique culture, no nope, unique no language, no cultures, problems, nothing. no... Nothing, no art, no nothing. We're all the exact same. You go to you go to Thailand, and they're all going to be eating Burger King and saying howdy because that's how the world is. Yep. Everyone is you. Well, what they'll have go. to do is they'll have to have some politicians come from other countries and uh, tell them if it's okay. And once it gets approved yeah. by a politician, it'll be it'll be okay then. Well, there this is what it. I find funny about that, especially with the politics now, is that you know you think you're safe because you're on one side of the aisle. And then you're, you're Andrew Cuomo, and all of a sudden you got Democrats coming after you. you know, oh, he's done. Did they think he, yep, did he's think he was safe? Apparently not, because now the, the, the legislature in New York are coming after him, and I think AOC actually went after him, too. She did, yeah. She went after him, yep, absolutely. And I can't tell you, we're Tommy, gonna... I don't know if you saw the text with the book of his book in, uh, it was a Barnes & Noble. I, said, uh, I saw it. Yeah, you were going to get me one. He's gonna get yeah, me I was going to get you one because there were plenty there. But I'm thinking, how does a, a, a governor in the midst of a pandemic that's killing thousands in his state find time to <clears throat> write a book? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. obviously he hired the ghostwriter. But seriously, why are they allowed to yeah. do that and get away with it? I that's don't, I don't know. I don't know. we, we got to take a break here. Um, do you want to hear um, the seven ways you can be less white into the break or out of the break? It, it, whatever, I think we'll probably be having a discussion about this, so probably out of the break would be better. Okay, we'll do the break. We'll be right back with the Babylon Bee explaining seven ways you can be less white. Yay. Make people really happy if you're less white. <laughs> we'll be right back with the family. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, a lot of people have heard us talk about community banking over the years. We've been doing these commercials. What makes working with a community bank so different for your customers? Our business banking customers honor us by sharing how we're able to help them on any new project, how we're able to quickly get them the funding they need when others in town can't do it. We do it by taking the time to get to know our customers and the challenges they face. 
When your business banks with us, you are not just another account number. One thing I've always admired about North American Banking Company is how your team treats not only me, but my friends and family that bank with you so respectfully. Tommy, thanks for making me look good, like my team does. As you know, I have a face for radio. We yes, take you do. <laughs> we take pride in doing the right thing for all our customers and the communities we work and live. That's what we mean about being a community bank. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, and use promo code TOM, T-O-M. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Just a very, very quick thing before we get to seven ways you can be less white, which is what apparently all white people want to be. They want to be less white. Because, again, I don't hear, you know, you hear the extreme psychopaths who are, you know, brown and black and all the rest of it, along with the extreme psychopath white people that run their mouths. But in general, I don't hear people bitching about other people's skin color much. I just, no, I never do, actually. So two things, just one quick thing before we get to the seven ways you can be less white so you'll feel much better about yourselves. The governor of Texas just announced that all quote-unquote new arrivals, by that he means illegal aliens, Mm -hmm. that all new arrivals must be quarantined for 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's pretty funny. That is, that's great. Quarantine for 30 years. Okay, here's this is going to be great. More and more corporations are requiring their employees to be less white in an attempt to stop racism forever, but it's hard to know how to do that since at first blush, that seems really racist and impossible. <laughs> Which, of course, it is. Uh, but it's not. It's, uh, it's actually really easy to follow. If you just, these seven simple steps, this is how you live a better life as a honky in America. You ready? The first thing you have to do is burn all your live, laugh, love signs in your yard. The first step to renouncing whiteness, find every last live, laugh, love sign in your home, every too blessed to be stressed trinket, and every all I need is a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus mug, and burn them as you think about your inherently sinful whiteness. This specifically sounds like how not to be a white, um, upper middle class white woman. I think you're right about that, uh, Andy. I think you're right on the money. Number two is going to be kind of a bitch, but we could. Luckily, we have Doctor Basham here because he could tell us how we could do this, uh, you know, without causing a disaster. Okay, you ready, Doctor? Ready. Number two way to be uh, to live a much better, be be less white than you are now, is just go ahead and rip off your skin. 
playing. I'm going to save number three for last because it's the best of them all. Uh, announce that you identify as a person of color. Oh, wait. Never mind. This one might be cultural appropriation. You also might be mistaken for a conservative trying to come up with a third joke. Uh, yeah, that uh, that Rachel Dolezal, she calls herself transracial now. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yep. She's now transracial. That's uh, one. This next one's funny, too. This is very good. You can be less white if you throw out all your ranch dressing. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth, that isn't it? That is true. That's true. I think. Uh, number six, take dance lessons. This is a hard step, but it's worth it. As you learn to dance to a beat, your whiteness will begin to melt away. <laughs> uh Number six, hate yourself every waking moment until you have sufficiently atoned for your whiteness. Oops, spoiler alert, you'll never sufficiently atone for your whiteness. So you better go back to step three. So we'll go back to step three right now, which is, for best results, rip off your skin and then kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. All we do is try to help people on this show. I thought you... I thought you were going to bring up the whole Coca-Cola story from... Uh, I, we were talking well, about that's what that it's a parody on the break. Of, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Wait my a minute. God. I want to hear the, what Coca-Cola what? story. You, how have about you not the diversity heard about training. This? You haven't Coca-Cola. heard about the Coca-Cola diversity training? It urges w- workers to be less white. Mm-hmm. How can you be less white? I guess it's a diversity training program that's available to many corporations and is taught at many corporations. Yeah, it's how to be less white. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. LinkedIn education. Well, what does that mean? It's a confronting racism course, and it is. Uh, in the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they are white. No, they don't. Reads one of the slides. Oh, God. Another slide suggests try to be less white with tips including be less oppressive, listen, believe, and break with white solidarity. Mm-hmm. You know what's amazing about that? And you guys have been around me long enough. Uh, the kids have been around me their whole life. And this is, uh, Dr. Basham, you know this is true, sure. too. The funny thing about that, the very people who are saying this treat me differently because I don't act like a white person to them. It's not that I act black, but I'm very urban and I act like a poor person, and they hate that. And if you thought you were covering it up, you did a horseshit job with it your whole life. I've run into so many people. Like I said, when I joined a golf course about 10 years ago, a billionaire was walking down the fairway with me, put his arm around me and said, we really love the fact that you're here, Tom, because let's be honest, this club needed more diversity. <laughs> he actually said that to me. That, and he meant it in a nice way. He wasn't trying to be a prick. He Are you meant, sure that he didn't just mean your handicap? No, he, he just meant I, I'm, I wasn't as white as he was, apparently. Uh, and then the other one, of course, was one of the, this prick. I won't even mention his name because... Actually, I don't like many people in his family either, but there's no reason. He's dead, so that's why I don't want to disparage him too much. Another very, very wealthy guy. He didn't earn a dime of it. He inherited his money from three generations of multi-multi-millionaires. But he inherited his money, so that made him very special. He went around to pretty much everybody in the club and said, if Tom causes any problems at all for you guys, I'll get rid of him. Well. 
So don't tell me about your white horse shit. I don't want to hear it. Oh, Robin D'Angelo is the one that's that made yeah. this course, and she's the one that wrote the gigantic smash hit book, uh, White Fragility. White Fragility. Alex's oh, yeah. favorite book. Yeah. She, I, she, she really I, I, wishes she was Hitler. <laughs> I yeah, read she... <laughs> White Fragility because my book club was reading it, and I was like, eh, right. why not? We'll see. I didn't know she was a white woman either when I first read it. Or when oh, I got God. it from the library, and I was reading it, and I was like, why are we reading a book by, that a white woman wrote about race problems? Because <laughs> we are woke. Does it well, make oh, any here, sense? You're talking about how okay. to be less white. Um, there is an infographic... <laughs> A very infamous infographic that came out, I think, last year from the National Museum of African American History and Culture, which is a Smithsonian mm-hmm. institution in Washington, oh, D.C. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it tells you things that are white culture. For example, objective thinking, uh, what? hard work, uh, let's oh, see, no. decision making, that's white culture, being polite. You can't do that because that's too white. Um, nuclear family—that's white culture. This is oh, yeah, coming from family. the National Museum of African American History. This isn't like some thing that the KKK put out, even oh, though yeah. it sounds like. Oh it yeah, is. and they said, and bland food was one of them. <clears throat> I um, don't see. I believe that. bland food was on there. I remember hearing about this on the news. I see hard work. That's white. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, hard work is white schedules. Oh, this makes God. no sense. Oh, this makes no it's, sense. Oh, it's when you're so woke that you actually wrap around to the other side and start saying that <laughs> minorities are incapable of planning for the future. Oh, because planning oh, for the future, God. by the way, is white culture. Uh, I should mention, by the way, the guy who wrote that wrote those rules is a black man. The director mm-hmm. of uh, of the Smithsonian African American Studies yep. or African American program is a black man. I believe yep. it got taken down right away because people were so outraged. It's well, it's like, insane. How are you so blinded with racism that you write things like only white people can plan for the future and think that that makes white people sound bad. Well, the, the, the man that's writing it worked hard to get his position. He did, he, exactly. You don't, you don't get that position by, uh, you know, uh, smoking weed uh, on the corner all your life. Well, you do no. now. You mean, no, like, education, you mean like the Columbia? planning and things like that. No, this, this is like... Oh, it, it, it's, oh, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. I, can't, I just can't like believe that educated... Okay. Hardworking, you know, goal-driven individual would put that on paper. That makes Absolutely. no sense. Absolutely. I mean, I can't think of anything more hypocritical. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Alex, there's a mm-hmm. there's a uh, Babylon Bee directed right at you. Okay. Do you want to hear it? I... This is Alex's Babylon Bee. Can't wait. Calling someone without texting them first is officially classified as a hate crime. <laughs> I don't do that. Yes, you do. No, I don't. I call you, you all the time, and if you don't answer, I, I don't. text you and say I tried to call you. No, 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 no. Well, he doesn't if, read his texts. That's yeah. I, well, I do that to, I do it to mom. I call you, and if you don't answer, I, I'll say I called you, or I'll just text you what I was going to try to talk to you about. I don't text people before I call them, unless it's like, oh, are you available? You don't. Like Diane, my mother-in-law, I'll text message her and be like, oh, the kids want to FaceTime. Are you around? Like that kind of thing. But not like. Yeah. No. So it's not for me, Dad. God. 
If I call you, you never answer. That's never. False. That's a fact. You Captain. actually don't answer your phone a lot. I'm not getting involved no, in this family. <laughs> We're in family. Whoa. This family Whoa. quarrel. That's because you don't oh. answer your phone either. Yeah, mom, I call dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I call yeah. dad if they I turn on yeah. me. I call dad yeah. if I need to talk to you, yeah. mom. Tim's con- conspicuously quiet over this. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah, saying Tim, this why is a tale not unfamiliar. To, I, I mean, I'm just lucky <laughs> I can get the kids to answer a text yeah. or answer yeah. a call, oh, much less true. worrying about returning one. Well, usually be. It's difficult it because true. I'm running around with the kids, and it's not like I can just pick up the phone. Like, to ask mom. I tried to have a phone conversation with her like three separate times this morning, and it was just like mm-hmm. kids running around everywhere. I have to have a, I have to kind of carve out time to talk on the phone usually. Carving well, it at out. At least you have the benefit of, of of being in the same space, right? Well, actually, or, or are you? No, no, you're in Minneapolis, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. but still, you're you're adjacent. communicating. You're actually talking, so that's good. What? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're, you're yeah, talking. You're, you're instead of texting. You're you're oh, actually yeah. talking oh, back yeah. to one yes. another. Yes. Indeed. So, Tim, you have to go, right? I do. I do. I have a couple interviews what? today. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. I know. Go. But uh, we we'll go. we'll talk on Thursday on the you. We'll get it done, Pally. Thanks for being on today. And just do something about your whiteness, will you? <laughs> I, I'll certainly try. I'll certainly try. And I'm bald. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, who knows? It I might. have all strikes against me. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks, Timmy. Yeah. You too. Tim Lammers, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with the family. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home. List it on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. What's more important than reliable plumbing? Having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and Ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit SabreHeating.com. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer.
We are back. Andy will be happy to know that our water heater has been replaced by the wonderful people at Sabre Heating and Plumbing. Yes, indeed. No more leaking? No, Andy. Well, the question we have is about the meter. Are you sure the meter leaked? I saw it dripping. Because they said they turned it on and it wasn't dripping. Mm. Well, I have a. So I took I said, a picture I said, of it with water dripping off the bottom, so I can send it to them. Well, I just told them just turn off the water to the house then. So I they said they to call a city the water meter. I guess somebody told me something that the city need. They can repair the them usually, it, yeah. but he said that there was no oh. leaking. So you're not going to have any water um, in your house now. Well, they're not but there. You so can turn who the cares? water on. Well, but I mean, turn if Michael on, goes there to paint, water. he'll need. Oh, you can turn on the water. It's well, here's what, here's what I'm saying. Why don't we get the city? Why don't we get the city to meet one of you guys over there and look at it? I will. T- I will. So call probably a good idea. What's what I mean? Because I don't want to turn the water on, have the thing explode, and ruin the entire basement. <laughs> that would not that be would good. Be, oh, come no. on. That would not be good. No, thank you. Uh, Should I have gotten that homeowner warranty. Yeah, there you go. I guess so. <laughs> I may have just found the white guy they're all talking about. This guy's. This guy actually is too white. I'm thinking. Well, I'm gonna. I'll read it. It's just a one paragraph story. So, give me your opinion. Is he too white or not? Okay, you ready? <laughs> sure. Kevin Mather resigned as the CEO and team president of Major League Baseball's Seattle Mariners following controversial comments he made during a speech for an online meeting of the Bellevue Breakfast Rotary Club. Video from the February 5th event was posted on YouTube over the weekend. The Seattle Post Intelligence reports the Seattle Times is a transcript of the speech in which Mather, among other things, criticized special assignment coach Hisashi Iwakuma for his terrible English. I'm tired of paying his interpreter, he continued, because when he was a player, we'd pay Iwakuma X, but we'd also have to pay 75 grand a year to have an interpreter with him. His English suddenly got much better. His English got better when he told him that he also said the uh, top prospect from the Dominican Republic, well, his English is not tremendous either. Those were just the beginning. ESPN's Jeff Passan, or Passan, writes that Mather made multiple incalculably foolish comments demeaning his own team's players, and at least one case telling an outright falsehood about a player. Beyond the disparaging comments, he also revealed sensitive information pertaining to organizational strategy. Was this guy drunk? Sounds like he's drunk. <laughs> no, Rotary. Rotary's lunch, isn't he? I guess you could oh, be. It's it's lunch, lunch. Huh? You could be lit up, but typically no. I suppose. I just, you want to start going after, oh, he speaks terrible English. Well, I mean, if they do, they do. What can I suppose do about it? if they do, they exactly. To be fair, Japanese people have a very difficult time learning English. Because they, they do, the yeah. way that both they languages do. are spoken are so different. If you, there's, man, there's many videos out there of uh, Japanese people who do speak English getting uh-huh. Japanese people who don't speak English trying to pronounce words. They'll say like, Pronounce refrigerator, and they they just can't. It's like if I told you how to pronounce a Japanese word, you could mimic me. Yeah. But if you told the Japanese person, say, you know, Massachusetts, they would really struggle through it because it involves, like, um, well, it's kind of hard to describe, but it, it involves phonemes that they never use because they just don't exist in yeah. their language. Yeah, that's right. So they don't, they don't have the... 
the muscle memory in their mouth to move yeah, exactly. uh, to, to create oh, the sound. Yeah. Well, it's like the L and R That's thing. That's a real thing. Um, and if you learn a bit, if you make enough of an effort to learn the difference between an L and R, then you can do it. But if you've never done it before, then it's going to be very difficult for you to differentiate between the two. The uh, Lindsay experienced some, something like this when she went to Japan to, to model for two months. She, she flew, got into the airport, got into the cab, and, and asked the cab driver to take her to the Hilton Hotel. And no response. The Hiroton Hiroton yep. So it's a Hiroton Hoteru mm-hmm. is how you had to say it. Yep. So it's yeah. Hiroton Hoteru. Not Hilton Hotel. They're not going to know what there you're there saying. There you go. Weird. No, really? no, it's not, no, there's your whiteness coming it's, out. Weird. It's not weird. It is It's a very, very different language. Well no, I'm just saying I'm just saying like the human brain. Just the, you know the know. inability to make those connections, just because of that's how your brain your brain doesn't operate in that way is well, just really interesting. Going the other direction, I had tons of people in school when we were learning Spanish who could not roll an R, just to oh, save their lives. Yeah, yeah. To, oh, they can't. Yeah, to really? say something like perro, really? they could not do it. Yeah, some people they, are physically they'd be like, incapable. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. It's like, or like, am I doing that is it? That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if it's not in your brain, I can't, then... I can't roll an R. You can't? No. At all? No. Some people no. are I can, physically I can, I can fake it. I can fake it in the back of my throat, but I can't do it with my tongue. You can do like the German rolled oh, R. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the growl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a genetic thing. That's like weird. rolling your tongue. I can't do that. Some people, yeah, you I can't. can't. I can. Dad, you can, because I, I must have got it from you. Yep. Yeah. Fawn can do it. Interesting. Yeah. And well, no she can do it. Fonny so, can do yeah, it. Yeah, Fonny can do it. She can whistle already. She learned to whistle really. really? Yeah. Huh. She's been whistling for like a year. Yeah. <clears throat> she wanted to learn how, and so she learned she, how. She learned she how. Oh, that's and yeah. She like knows how to tie knots and all this stuff because she's just like, I'm gonna figure really? this out, and she just does it. She's yeah. 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 Ashley Ashley was able to tie her shoes before she was two. Wow. Yeah. Tired. She, she wanted yeah. to do it, and she decided exactly. to do it. It's just I, like, I'm going to figure this out. I could tie my shoes before I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> Average. <laughs> um, i got to ask you guys a question. Mm-hmm. What, uh, Oberlin College, that's a that's a big shot, uh, very liberal college. Isn't Extremely, it? yes. Extremely liberal. Yeah. Uh, Oberlin College is facing fresh criticism for continuing to give a platform to a so-called profe- the Professor of Peace. The professor of peace's name is Mohammed Jafar Mahalati. He's an Iranian ambassador to the United Nations. Uh, and by the way, uh, several years ago, in 1988-89, he urged people to eliminate the Jewish state. Well, <laughs> This what? is the professor of peace wanted to wipe out the Jews. Wow. Oh, okay. And there he is. He's still at Oberlin College. Is he stepping down? Is he getting fired? No. Doc, have we lost our minds completely? Are we crazy now? We're a- absolutely crazy, and we'll, we'll tolerate. Oh. You know, we'll tolerate. You know, certain kind. I, I guess anti-Semitism because they're they're mostly white, but they really aren't. You know, it's okay. It's okay. That's okay. To, to, you know, to have that sentiment at any time in your life. You know, I, say, eh, I don't know if that goes away. You know, that uh, the idea of anti-Semitism, yeah. particularly culturally, you know, ingrained by some some cultures that absolutely hate the Jewish state. And uh, I don't know if it's a religion as much as the state. Maybe it's both. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, but it that's, none of that makes sense. That still makes sense. Same God. I mean, it, it, none of that, it's not same God. Same, same stories. Well, same but, but whole thing. Same. You know, Protestants know. versus yeah. Catholics. Not makes only sense. the same God, but explicitly the same God and the same Son of God, the same yep. Holy Trinity, same everything. But one of them believed in the Pope and the other didn't, so they had to blow each other up. It doesn't really take a whole lot to get people killing each other. Right. Over religion. Right. Based on religion. Uh, over basically anything. Yeah. I mean, look at the Rwandan genocide. That wasn't over religion. Yeah. Look that at the Khmer Rouge. That wasn't religion. No. That's very true. All that crap that happened in Russia and China, that was not religion. It's, people just love to kill each other. So when Big fans. So, so when, yes, are we, exactly. when are we going to stop? Yeah. When is that ever going to stop? Is the is is the mm. is the concept of genocide impossible to remove from human culture? Yes. Maybe Probably. once we evolve for another hundred thousand years or so, maybe. But I don't. I, you know, it's just it's uh, the law of nature, basically. And and that law is, and and that really stems from differences in what you believe. How you look, particularly in the, the mm-hmm. African situation, how you look, yep. you know, how you've grown up, what you've done in the past to my tribe or my people. Oh, yeah. Eastern Europeans all hate each other because of stuff that happened hundreds and hundreds of years ago. But yeah. That, yeah, those, uh, that, uh, those wounds run deep over there and they just can't, they can't get over it. So uh, are we ever, ever going to get rid of racism mm-hmm. and, and those feelings? I mean, I... I yeah, you do whatever you can to to reduce it in your life. And I was always taught, yeah, you always got a little bit of racism, and you just got to work hard to try to not have it express it in bad ways and destructive ways to people. I think what well, was it? It's when not, all um, the ab- sorry, what's the movie? I have to look it up. Starship Troopers. Well, every- they had the right idea. Oh well, yeah. If the only what's thing that? that is going to solve racism is getting humanity to hate aliens. There you we'll go. band together, Love it. we'll have someone else Love to it. hate, and we'll all we'll all forget oh, our differences because we have something God. even more different to hate. And that's basically Probably the idea behind true. Starship Troopers is there's no more racism because everyone's so focused on hating aliens that they don't hate each other anymore. There you go. I think it's I actually a valid it. point. So oh, it is. I Absolutely. think it is. But, but really, I, Tom, I'm with you. I think a lot of this is uh, has to do with money, wealth. And that sort no of stuff. Doubt about it. It's all, no question. It all boils down to power in the end. You know, there's certain there's certain cultural things. If you see if you see some Asian kid walking past you, he's all sagging, you know, with his pants and everything like that. I'm crossing the other side of the street, but I see the same Asian kid dressed in a suit and tie. I don't, I don't have the same. I don't, not, I don't have that same discomfort no, you don't. because there, there's right. a connotation associated with a certain kind of dress or a certain socioeconomic status that some people want to avoid or very uncomfortable with. Yep. And no question about that. I just, like I said, there's always going to be tribalism. People like being tribal, which I think most of what people think is racism is tribalism. Yeah. Andy, do you agree with well, that? That's basically the same thing. You can see the well, same thing. Well, but racism in, is hatred. Tribal is just liking who you are. You can see the same thing in basically any animal. Humans do the exact right. same thing. As long as you're absolutely different enough, then, you know, that you're not the same as. It's really. Not tribalism so much as projected narcissism, I think. If you're too different from me, then you're bad. My tribe is like me, so they're good. It's not the tribe that's good. It's their similarity to myself that's good. Right. Projected narcissism. Whoa, Andy. Whoa. Love it. it. Mind blown there. 
That's what do you fine. think? I think I, I, I like I, Andy's right. Well, I think it is. It's projected yeah. narcissism yep. at, the, at the most yep. at the most basal level. Well, and another thing too is when you constantly every single day, all the messaging is about skin color, skin yep, color, that's skin all color, anyone skin cares color. About. That's gonna that's gonna yep. create some pushback in some in well, people. Well, I've that's, been seeing theories that they are trying to get uh, a genocide going because then they can seize absolute power. They don't care who gets genocided. They just want one right, to start right. so they can yep. become the next dictators. So you pit white people against black people hard enough, eventually one side's going to kill the other. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. which as long as you're in control. Right. Good God, Gertie. It's exactly true. I, and yeah, I mean, that's 100% correct. There's no getting around it. That's exactly what they're they're heading for. And... Uh, I don't know, like I said, we, we just be yourself. Everything's fine. Uh, there are wars around yeah. the world constantly. I mean, how many wars have there been in Africa over just the fact that I'm taller than you? Oh, God, you have yeah. a different shaped nose than I do. You walk differently than I do. We're all black. But same with white people. Look at the uh, what you just pointed out. Irish, uh, Protestants, and Catholics. Mm-hmm. They're the exact same except for one belief. Yeah, they were car bombing it's each other and executing each other in the street. Out yeah. of yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Look at Europe. Europe historically has been oh, battling God, each other forever. It's and true. Scandinavia. You know, well, you know where the word Slav comes from? Slave trade. Or no, where the word slave comes from? It comes from the word Slav. <laughs> Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the Slavs in the distant past in Europe were basically the slave uh, caste of the entire country. You Wait know, they're, a they're, they're, I'm married to a slave. You're married to a descendant of a slave, yes. almost certainly. I'm a ma- yeah, absolutely. I'm married to a slave. I'm a much better person. You knew today. it. <laughs> knew All right. It. I, knew, I knew it. <laughs> Thank Catherine you, Master, is... for marrying me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Just because that they were really white, sincere, that did not stop the uh, the rest of Europe from enslaving them because it was it was a yeah. power thing. If they couldn't fight back, then there you go, free labor. Well, the the Vikings were enslaving people left well, and right. The Vikings were right. really, exactly. really bad people. But yeah, I'm surprised funny. that they haven't been calling for the end of the Vikings football team name. Well, that's the thing is it happened so long Probably ago should. that no one cares anymore. You know, atrocities yeah. are only atrocities yeah. as long as there's anyone alive left to remember it. Once no one remembers it anymore, <laughs> no one cares anymore. It becomes funny. The Vikings are funny. You know, the uh, the Mongolians they're funny. All the, the various uh, pillaging and raping throughout the world that becomes funny over enough time, apparently. Ooh. So the Nazis Yikes. are going to become funny? Honestly, I in 400 years, I would wow. not be surprised if there's, like, a baseball team called the Fighting Hitlers or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> people are going to be like, oh, it's 400 years ago. Whatever. Who cares? Exactly. That's think terrible. Of that well, I, I know. That's terrible, but you're absolutely right. I, I can see it. Yeah, think of anything in the world that happened 3,000 years ago, no matter how atrocious. Does anyone care about it anymore? Or even... Well, nope. 2,000 years ago, you got the whole Jesus thing, but that's... Right, the whole right. Jesus thing. People are still... The whole that. Jesus <laughs> thing. Yeah, but you look at... Uh, yeah, you look at, uh, you know, the, the Homo sapiens wiped out the... No, they're both Homo sapiens, the Neanderthals. Uh, hom- we're Homo sapiens sapiens. 
and they're something Neander. similar. Okay. Homo but, Neanderthalus, I think. But that was that's kind of the insinuation that they were they were genocided out or bred out or whatever. It's kind of both, and it's half and half. Asians yeah. and white people are. We all have some Neanderthal DNA, but it's not a whole lot because it's been a very long time. But yeah, um, they were just different enough, so we were like, "All right, time to kill them." So you're talking, you're talking people from true. Africa don't have Neanderthal DNA? Almost none. Or they have more ancient, uh, they must have more, more ancient DNA. Well, or, it's because yeah. the Neanderthals were uh, mostly in Asia and Europe, almost mm-hmm. entirely, in fact. So people went up from Africa, met Neanderthals, and then bred with them and killed them. Yeah. That's basically what happened. See, you know, and look what I was stuck with. Long arms and short legs, and I walk like an ape. It's their <laughs> fault. The Neanderthals are alive and well in this room. In this room, <laughs> sitting right here next to her. Neanderthal and a slave. Right yeah, what a, what a couple. A Neanderthal what and a, a slave. Couple. What a power couple we are. Wow. Look yeah, at us. That's really Real impressive. Slaves, if you look it? back far enough. Yes, indeed, it's so true. Has, has anybody been eating their nine uh, gin-soaked raisins every morning? Um, oh, God, that's right. The nine gin-soaked raisins. About? Lucia DeClerc, the oldest resident of a New Jersey nursing home, beat the coronavirus after she tested positive on her 105th birthday. Oh. Her tips for living a long and healthy life, prayer, avoiding junk food, and eating nine gin-soaked raisins every morning. <laughs> Nine soaked raisins sounds wasted. like the name of a geriatric jazz band. <laughs> 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 it does. Definitely does. I've actually, right. I have I like actually it. read this before. This has been a thing yeah. for a while. It is, yeah, you're right. I don't gin know soaked. what the well, gin... Yep. I don't know if it's gin or raisins particularly, but I know Melissa's grandpa makes brandy cherries. So it's oh. similar. Oh, yeah, sure. No, yeah, similar. One, yep. No, one's grape, mm. one are cherries. It's, it's not good enough? No, not cherries close enough. Cherries not going to help you? No, no, not, not close enough. Yeah, it's not, raisins. You have to, what about craisins? How about gin-soaked craisins? Yeah. yeah. How about Ru- like, you know, vodka-soaked craisins. craisins. Would that help you? <laughs> or how about grapes? <laughs> no. Because raisins are grapes. Yeah. Why does she eat fresh but grapes? How Pinot Grigio. <laughs> yellow raisins. <laughs> yellow raisins in gin. Uh, don't okay. don't mess up oh, the yellow, recipe. Yellow, yellow raisins. Ra- okay, golden raisins in gin. Sultanas. Mm-hmm. Those are that's sultanas. What's so funny about this? You guys are focusing on the fruit, and I'm thinking, well, I had a gin-soaked uncle. Does that count? <laughs> no, it doesn't count. No, it doesn't, it doesn't count. count gin-soaked uncle. All right. We got to take a a couple minute break. We'll be back with hour two coming up right after this with the family.